0: Hey, you're listening to the Dudes Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Casey Foreman. And I'm Austin Baroth. We're a couple of guys talking about what's going on in the world of sports. This is our first podcast together, and it'll be streaming on Spotify every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. Uh, not alongside, but I am joined uh, via the internet uh, with my co-host Austin Baroth. Austin, say hello.
1: Yo, what it do?
0: Alright man, how are you doing today? Good to hear from uh, you. I'm
1: doing pretty well. How about yourself?
0: Pretty good, man. Thanks for uh, you know re- rearranging your schedule and being able to uh, fit this in. So I'm glad we could do this. Likewise, likewise. All right. So, hm we've heard the talk ever since ever since the move happened, but more recently, um, we've heard the the discussion I think we both have of you know coming up who who's going to get to that first Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers or you know Bill Be- Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Um, you know, I I I think I have, I have a few reasons. I think three reasons. I believe that the Buccaneers uh, will be the first team back, between the two, you know what I mean? Between those two teams, at least. Um, my first reason, uh, just because of the the game of football, uh, the quarterback position, as we know, is I, I think it's the most, uh, most important position in the game. I think you agree with me there, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's...
0: It's the most important position, right? Bucks. Exactly, um, so that's the first reason I give the edge to Tampa Bay, um, you know, they're getting the six-time Super Bowl champion in Tom Brady, the best, the best ever at that position, right, so that's the first reason I give them the slight edge with, you know, like we talked last week, looks like Stidham or, you know, Stids, as Belichick is calling him now, looks like he's going to be the starter uh, at least at the beginning well we'll we'll see if he pulls anything in the draft coming up you know because who knows but as, as of right now you know he's the he's the starting quarterback so that's what we're going off of so that's the first reason just plainly because of the quarterback position who's at each uh on each team second uh it's got to be what you know has been put around them um as far as the offensive side and the quarterback you know um in Tampa Bay, we know what they're known for. Um, you know their their explosive offense. Potentially, you know that the one thing holding the offense back was Jameis Winston. You know throwing thirty interceptions. Uh, now that that's gone, you're getting a veteran quarterback in there who's going to cut those down at least by half, <laughs> at the very least, right? Um, so, right away, Tom Brady's getting Chris Godwin. So last year, eighty six catches. Thirteen hundred yards and only nine touchdowns. I thought, I thought he would have more, honestly. But then I realized he was, you know, he was with Jameis, so, and they didn't, you know, to do too well last year, obviously. I, mean, if, if,
1: if, I, I just think Mike Evans is more of the red zone threat guy. I,
0: I thought that too, but he had, he only had eight touchdowns. touchdowns. He had won less. That's why I was surprised. I know, right?
1: How, did you see how much, how many uh, OJ had? No. Is that the tight I was end? mainly,
0: that was I was low. mainly just looking at uh, those two dudes, just because I was going, I was. No, you'll are, see. I'm comparing two on two. I'm just kind of doing two it's on still two right now. I
1: think, to uh, include the uh, tight end, though, in the whole scheme. Of yeah, yeah, he's
0: definitely involved. Definitely, I don't want to, I don't want to exclude him or anything, obviously. But I'm just going off the two main guys obviously in godwin and evans um so godwin yeah 86 catches 1300 yards and nine touchdowns evans 67 catches so about 20 less uh 1100 yards about 200 less but again uh, we know we, we thought he was more of that end zone threat but only eight touchdowns um but still still um two elite guys both clearing a thousand yards which is not easy um and now I want to compare that to what Tom Birdie had last year. So we know Julian Edelman. Um, we know what he's done in the past. Great. We both agree. We both have agreed on this. He's not a number one receiver. I think if he's your number two, number three on your team, you're looking pretty good. But as a number one receiver, you guys are probably going to struggle on offense a little bit. Um, so obviously right now he'd be the number one option in New England. Um, last year, though, he caught 100 balls. Eleven hundred yards, but he only had six touchdowns. And he led the he led the as far as receiving touchdowns, he led uh the team with only six. Dude, like that you know, I don't know if that falls on him or if that falls more on Tom Brady, you know?
1: He dropped a lot of good balls. Did he
0: lead the league in drops? <laughs>
1: I don't know if he did, dude, but he sure looked
0: like it. I know he's up there.
1: Um, from my perspective, that, that's not that, normal for him. Yeah, dude,
0: like, that's gonna play a factor, but you know he's—he
1: was dropping.
0: Left, I mean, right? he—he got the ball thrown to him. I saw, I think, like 150 times, though, 160. Oh yeah, like 100 like like hard. dude got tons. So like, I understand him dropping. He's—I don't think he's used. That's obviously, I think, the first time he's had that many balls thrown no, to him if you, you know
1: if you just looked at him man especially after he dropped i like, he just looked
0: stressed yeah like he just knew he like he was in his head almost you know
1: so didn't look like he was having a, a good time out there at all last season
0: so look at the drop off okay so edelman had 1100 yards 6 mm-hmm. touchdowns. um the next as far as receiving yards it's a running back on the team james white basically a receiver form though right <laughs> um he caught 72 balls okay but 645 yards you know as your number as your second leading receiver technically i I was just looking down the list and it's just a whole bunch of you know like 200 100 maybe a 300 maybe you know what i mean but as far as receiving yards i don't know if Again, that's I don't know if Tom Brady's to blame there, or if, or if drops. I know the Patriots were up there and dropped balls also, uh, as well as the Dallas Cowboys. But that's irrelevant right now. But um, you know, look at that drop off. That's also a huge reason. You know, I'm giving an edge to Tampa Bay. You know, the weapons they have around Tom with that with a veteran quarterback. Um, clearly, they're the they have the advantage there, and then. Uh, third and lastly I think um, just what they've done this off season, by you know I don't think they've lost much besides you know Jameis nothing really comes to mind off the top of my head as far as the Patriots go though we know they've made lots of moves where you're like I don't think that's making them move in the right direction as far as winning you know so those are the three biggest things you know because just because of all the moves the Patriots have been you know letting these players go it's I think it's clear that they are we'll see what they do in the draft this year but if they don't get a quarterback i think they're they have their eyes set on a quarterback next year um so again that's given the edge to Tampa Bay what are you thinking man I throw, yeah, when you I throw a lot you of
1: out out things let the facts out simple like that it really does lean in the favor of tampa bay i mean it's obvious i mean that's
0: why the biggest thing that t- the patriots have that's sorry, to interrupt you but is like the head coaching the you know subject, but like
1: that's why tom brady has gone to tampa bay and is not yeah. Going to win anymore.
0: yeah but like coaching is a slight edge you're not slight edge is the edge As far as in in preparation scheme, you know, obviously that's why the Patriots are are even we're still talking about them, you know. Um, So, yeah, what are you thinking? Sorry to interrupt, but.
1: Um. So. It it is. It's a very stacked offense with a lot of weapons over here in Tampa Bay.
0: Tampa Bay. Did Tampa you seen <laughs> Bay and Tampa Brady yeah <laughs> uh,
1: did you see his tweet it was great you see about so Drew somebody Orleans somebody tweeted that yes and yeah. he quoted that yeah that he yeah. had done those trademarks and was like I don't know why he's never
0: Drew Brees over there never did Drew Orleans and dude I was just I'm starting to like him more and more I can't you know, even as deny a, as,
1: as, as just a long time fan I'm Glad he's getting out of fucking his
0: shell you know, it seems grass, like.
1: Bro. It's, not, it's not him, it's it's Bill. If you look at the way other people have talked about how things are and how all these other players who've played for the Patriots in the past and how they pretty much knew Tom was pretty
0: much gone. Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah, it's kind of the, like, I you mean, can't have fun. Did you hear him on the Howard Stern show? He was even saying that he's known for like a year, basically. I don't think he knew where. I don't think he specified Tampa Bay was like the move for a year, but he yeah. knew he knew he was gone all last year. Like he no, was,
1: I need to
0: sit down and listen to it because it was like an hour. It was like snippets. Yeah, I only heard snippets of it, like the highlights, but uh, dude just seemed like. Happy, you know what I mean? Not that he wasn't happy before, but like he seems different. No,
1: he feels like he probably has a weight lifted off.
0: That's what he said, dude. Exactly, man. That's exactly what he said. Yeah.
1: You know, I feel for him, and it's 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 hard as a fan. Like I literally sit there and just screams yeah. Scream every year, looking. I like you, you get that little ding on your phone, you know, mm-hmm. for ESPN. And it's just like, oh look, the Patriots just did another stupid
0: thing because of the Patriot way and it's it frustrating. Right. Oh, well, they just released this guy because this happened. Or oh, they just traded this. Now what's that defensive people. lineman they released because uh oh he made the all decade team. I can't I'm blanking on his name, yeah. I bet you know who I'm talking about. I don't know who made the all decade team. i heard some names. He's sorry. a defensive I lineman, I swear in like I swear the the Patriots, or Bill specifically, cut him because, again, I can't remember specifics, but it, it was going against that Patriot way. I know, and uh, definitely like, as far as like talent wise, you know, uh, it was a bad move. You know, bad move to get rid of him as far as on the football field. I can't pull up any. I don't know if you want to look into that a little more, but. I don't really know. But, um,
1: what position?
0: I don't know. I just don't. I thought thought it was a defensive line, someone on the defensive line. I don't know if he was like an edge rusher or what he was, but he made. Look at the all decade team. That'll tell you right away. I know he made the all decade team. I can't remember his name. I'm sure if you saw it as a patriot fan you would just click. Oh.
1: Chandler
0: Jones. He's there's only what two defense how many are on the list?
1: Oh, no, six definitely
0: Chandler Jones. Yeah, okay. I was going to say are there Baker any edge guy. Okay, well there you go. Do you remember that I don't ever remember why he left, but I was frustrated when I realized
1: he was not in our jersey the next season. That's mo- holy crap! He had eight forced fumbles this past year. That's now, what I'm saying. Just suck. Uh, Chandler Jones, no, yeah, because he had, and he's really developed. I mean, he's he's at the peak of his career right now. He's probably towards the latter
0: end of it, honestly. So, like 30 years old, but so who's the you know, who's uh, the S? S- Who's getting the slight edge though, as far as right now? Um, yeah, you really you look
1: at it, I mean yeah, you kinda say bucks, you
0: know? Yeah, bucks. Um, yeah. Just because of how stacked things are with their offense and... Yeah, exactly. Like I think it's been proven also with like Kansas City, you know, offense, you know, you can it, you can it, win it a Super like, Bowl, man, you know. It's
1: not like just offense, like, it's the offense specific. Players on the field. I mean, we're talking about a really
0: good, offensively minded coach with a like great system. No, yeah. And he's got exactly. good coaching staff around him off on the offense as well. And then defensively, maybe not the greatest defense, but they do have some studs on defense. Yeah, I know you've you've gotten on me for not knowing the defense, which I apologize for. But man, up until now, the Bucks weren't relevant to me, at least. So the Tom Brady, you I mean, they, know. They, they, have made the playoffs in a while, man. Exactly, I think by record or or something, that some statistical, uh, statistical category, they are like the worst team in sports. I believe, like as far as statistical, like I don't know if it's Sometimes playoffs they're... or like like they are. I'm I dude. I'm telling you, they're like the worst. I believe. I think they're like they're up there. Yeah. Um.
1: I, I will say about this whole thing, to play devil's advocate, not not this upcoming year. The Patriots, there's no way. They're,
0: they're no. Not, not no decision. way.
1: But, it's still in the realm of possibility that that
0: next year. Depending on what, yeah. In. Yeah. I mean, give him a year. Who knows what if he can do, right? Like, who knows what... They still have the majority
1: of this defense from last year.
0: Majority, right. They've they've lost a few players. They but...
1: definitely, yeah, we've, we've lost a couple of the starters. I think we've talked about that already. way um, yeah. off the top of my head going to Miami. Um,
0: Dude, Miami's getting a defense. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, Miami's stacking up on a lot
0: of things. No, for They're sure, good. but like... Pff. But um,
1: And I think they Hightower's still there but I think he eventually might might say he might get moved out I heard that he they were maybe talking about contract extensions with him regardless they have a good base at defense people say defense wins championships right and if if Jarrett's able to
0: play good doesn't have to play great like enough, right? Game managed. They're able to make a move still, because so, d- d- the, the offense. They're lacking, control. right? Um, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, Edelman's
1: like the best receiver, but Edelman's not the one. Harry's gonna play the one. Harry was
0: hurt. hurt I just think they need to the take a receiver, man. If they're not going quarterback, I don't know what else do they need
1: offensive line. I was going
0: to say, okay, 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 that was the one, that was, that was the one thing. Okay, maybe an offensive lineman, maybe an offensive lineman. Maybe in the first round you go offensive lineman, but like, you gotta go, you gotta get a receiver though, man, you gotta go receiver.
1: Yeah, but there's so many receivers. Exactly, that's
0: what I'm saying, you gotta get one, is what I'm, is my point. I'm saying
1: like, we can get a receiver, we can get multiple receivers in the first four rounds.
0: That's, that's my point though, you gotta, you gotta do that. And we probably,
1: will I wouldn't be surprised if right. they got two or three receivers just to pick up and just to, you know see what's going on Um no I think really it, and I, I saw this as a possibility someone was they were talking about a trade with the Browns and how maybe for, I saw like, that Njoku,
0: yeah I saw that. like
1: that they need to make a move for a tight end because I don't think they're getting a tight end in the draft anytime soon they're not drafting a tight end. They I mean, need to make a, for a tight end.
0: Man, that was the last, like, that was basically the last, like, all-pro player they've drafted was a tight end. Gronk. Mm-hmm. So, it's been a while since that diamond in the rough in the draft, at least for them. So, let's uh stay in the NFL, but let's pivot somewhere else. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Uh, specifically in carolina so christian mccaffrey today signed a deal uh making him the largest paid or t- on tuesday sorry april 14 signed a deal um making him the largest paid the highest paid running back in the history of the nfl uh Austin, um as far as you know in the nfl we see a trend of People saying, you know, you you, do, you shouldn't pay your running back big money. Seeing this long term big deal, what are you? Uh, what are your first thoughts?
1: It's a little scary, but get paid, bro. I mean, honestly,
0: no, I'm get pumped paid. for McCaffrey. He got paid, but
1: it's still a little scary. I can't, I can't cat a little bit of scaredness
0: to it. That's, that's how I felt when they paid Zeke, you know, I thought they should have um, paid Dak first, obviously, cause so that's this the position, is an
1: extension? but
0: I believe in extension. Yeah. I don't think he was top. a free so that's agent.
1: Probably, He's under contract for,
0: yeah, he's still under contract cause he's been under contract for like three years, years three, he's three years in. So,
1: so he's, yeah, I'm saying so he's got. This year. Oh yeah, he's probably about probably another year. But two left. On top of that. Yeah, two
0: and then like the extra four he just signed, I You're guess. You're locking him in. It's like six years, I guess, total. Including what he has left, right? On that the on scary. the current. That's a long time, you know, um considering if he does if he does of the
1: unknown. Dude
0: like, If he does still have two I didn't think of it that way. If he does still have two years left on his deal, does he... Will you look that up real quick? I can't... Like, if it's
1: an extension, I'm pretty sure that's I that. I saw a
0: deal. Well. I didn't see the term extension, but it... I didn't think he was a free agent necessarily, though. That's so. what
1: I'm saying. That's why I think it's different.
0: So he must have, must have been an extension. I didn't think of it like that. Man, or, I hope uh, he wasn't two years out. Or...
1: Either that, or just kind of whatever was your deal. I guess that just kind of gets. I mean, Zeke
0: was dude. Now that I'm saying that, <laughs> Zeke Zeke was two years out when he was demanding a deal.
1: Yeah, a lot of the times, if you're so,
0: I can't that, really say that. Yeah, shoot.
1: They'll start talking about that stuff the year before their their last year. Yeah. Because then they really wanna make sure that Zeke held
0: out though two years before like pfft, shoot anyway, it's not about Zeke, but as far as Carolina goes, i like the I like it just because I think he was like one of the few bright spots in the on the team last year um with like came up in the air we've seen him it's it's not a question he's done nothing but decrease the past since the m v p okay mm-hmm. it's, it's not arguable um Every, every statistical category for him has gone down okay so um, he I think him in the defense now that Luke keekley retired, he is honestly the shining star of the team you know he's the highlight um, smart move you need a, you need a new face for the team you know after having your franchise guy for so long I think this move is making him the face long term hopefully they're hoping long term he stays healthy obviously. Um, so I think you, they kind of had to do this. I don't know I had to, but I like it. Um, it gives the fans, or you know, the fan base, that guy for a long time, you know. And uh, after all the changes the team's gone through, this is a consistent uh, factor. So I like it. And as far as production goes, that's not a question, you know. Um, last year alone, I'm a little worried about this stat, but two hundred and eighty seven carries, uh almost fourteen hundred yards though. <laughs> Man, fourteen hundred yards and then fifteen touchdowns. And then on the when he goes out wide, uh hundred and sixteen catches for a thousand yards. Like and that was with Kyle Allen as with his quarterback.
1: That was with Kyle Allen
0: Wilger. Whatever his name was, exactly. Yeah, Will something Cam for like came for a game too, then he got three games. But then he was like, "Yeah, I've been playing her this whole time." No, Basically.
1: I literally I think they played with like three or four different quarterbacks.
0: It was at least three.
1: Yeah, minimum three, possibly four.
0: Possibly four, and he still caught one hundred and sixteen balls thousand. You know, he was like I said, he was the consistent factor last year. He's why they won those five
1: games. Um, to to, to go back on what we were saying, I'm reading here now. What? So, the deal includes a fifth year option. Uh, so, so, so he has is... two years left on his rookie. So year. he
0: does have two years.
1: The deal. Okay. Then it's the four plus an option. So, uh, a deal is expected to pay out $75 million over six years. Ooh.
0: Nice, man.
1: And I guess I did. You know.
0: I'm just surprised, honestly. I, I, did, I
1: thought about this. Like,
0: I like it. I'm just surprised I did it that long.
1: And if you ever do start getting worrisome about him running, I
0: mean, you can just kind of throw it to him, right? Get him out wide and throw, put him yeah, in the don't slot. Move
1: him away so he's not getting hit as much. Yeah. Maybe end up drafting another running
0: back to pick up some more of the bloke. I mean, dude, you can't give him, like. He had 287 no. carries. You can't do that every year. No. Like, you're asking yourself to break down in, in two years max. I gave him two years with 300 carries, three years in a row with 300 carries. That's
1: No, exactly. He should be doing like 170, 200.
0: 200 should be his max. Um,
1: and just stay catching the ball more and then if they were able to get another back to.
0: I mean the, they just you know, got Teddy right out. they just That's got great. Bridgewater so they're gonna be throwing the ball they're not gonna be throwing the ball downfield you know really so they're gonna be a lot of dink and duck passes like that so I think we will see him cut down on the on the running and maybe pick up more on the, uh, a little more on the, uh, or probably keep keep the same, honestly, on what he was doing. Dude cut 116 yeah. balls.
1: I will say, if, if they were able to make this choice, I mean, dude, man, it, but, but, Carolina has, they went, they hired Matt Rule,
0: and this man has just gone into work. No, he has, but I have one concern, dude, I thought about this. You know, with, with a limited quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, you know, you may need to run the ball 30 times a game. You know, so that...
1: You just call Teddy Bridgewater limited?
0: You're saying he's not a limited
1: quarterback. No. Teddy Bridgewater...
0: Dude, you know he's a limited quarterback. Like, well, he is not... He's a game manager, man. Like, nothing, but like, dude, come on. He is... He is a limited quarterback. No. He's better than Trubisky... He's better than Nick Foles.
1: Absolutely.
0: He's better That's, than there's a reason um, they went out of his way. Yeah. they better he's better than Cam I take him over Cam and, you right know now. What, you know who people also said that kind of but stuff? But I don't about? think I don't I don't think Joe he's Joe Burrow. And then Joe Brady met with him and they went and, and, and blew up. Joe this Burrow. Is a very
1: similar situation.
0: Joe Burrow. I this first came from Colin Cowherd, so shout out to my guy. I don't know him, but Maybe one day. Anyway, um, he said, Joe Burrow is Tony Romo. And, dude, that's it. That is his comp, 100%. I was watching some of his highlights the other day, the way he throws the ball, the way he moves around in the pocket. It is so Romo-esque. How His arm is like, it's good, but it's not like amazing. You know what I mean? But it's good. It's good enough. But, like, he moves around in the pocket. He's Romo. Hopefully not as injury prone, but that's a good that's a good quarterback right there, man. I hope he's he's Tony Romo.
1: He's different. He's got such a weird edge to him and such a just killer. No,
0: honestly, honestly, that's like that could be thrown disrespect to Tony Romo if he bails out because Tony Romo, I think he's an all like I love that dude. Dude has all time Dallas cater Dallas Cowboy quarterback records. Which when we think about all time quarterbacks, you know, there's a few of them who were. The, the star on their helmet you know so the fact that he has those records over those guys is something to talk about my opinion was man super bowl uh you know they were robbed in green bay that one if he would have won one super bowl it's undeniable he's a hall of famer you know that was the one thing that he was missing and since he never got it he's not gonna you know he's, he's not gonna be in that class but uh I think that's a pretty high comp I know we're getting off topic now we're talking about Chris McCaffrey now we're on Joe Burrow but that's a pretty high comp my opinion
1: he's I don't know I kind of see it
0: I'm just a you know me
1: no no I understand
0: he's like my favorite player (laughs) so I gotta back him up Okay, and my favorite broadcaster. So, kind of goes hand in hand. Eh, yeah, I don't want to say my favorite. He's top three. He's top three. Kevin Harlan's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you
0: I love Kevin Harlan. <laughs> anyway, Christian McCaffrey, man. I like the move a lot. Um, I needed a guy like that. Long term, a face of the franchise. They got it.
1: Yeah, and that's it's It's
0: good. You know, you got. He's. The only worries still is uh, long term. Like, he was there with Cam and with Luke Kikui, but those guys are gone. And They're he gone, was, right? Yeah. Still is able to stay there and move on and. Keep it going, crazy. hopefully, he right? Yeah. Right, right. So, I like it, man. I like it. I just hope he can stay healthy, and I hope they don't overwork him. You know? Mm-hmm. That's my biggest concern. Um, but. Let's close with that. Let's take a little break, get some water, and uh, we'll come back talking the NBA, okay? That sound good?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back to Dudes Talking Sports. Uh, like we said before the break, we're going to finish up uh, the rest of the show talking the NBA, uh, but from different eras, kind of, you know. Uh, so Ethan Strauss, a beat writer for the Golden State Warriors, uh, yesterday, April, April 14th, um, released a book, The Victory Machine. Uh, basically, the book was uh, just about the making and, uh, quote, unmaking of the warrior's quote dynasty um my opinion on it is the, the dynasty isn't over but we'll, we'll act as if it is um and inside the book at least details being revealed right away uh, being highlighted right away uh as, as of course durant leaving golden state and the details as to you know why he why he left um so we're going to kind of dive dive into the dive into that and uh give our opinions on that so as a Golden State Warrior fan when Durant left last year I think I wasn't really surprised uh but I didn't understand it you know it's been something that I'm like why why did he leave I think we all thought it had to do with like Draymond and and the Steph thing that we're talking about now um so specifically Strauss wrote about Durant leaving um because of the Warriors fans the Warriors writers purposely is is in his mind purposely favoring steph to get at katie to purposely you know make him feel upset i don't i don't feel that was the case whatsoever but obviously that's how katie felt um austin what are you thinking about this man being this stuff being released especially what what dude left golden State last july you know and now we're still talking about it like what are you thinking <coughs>
1: The thing with this is, it's kind of a re- it's a recurring theme. It seems like
0: yeah, with KD or yeah, with yeah. KD. Yeah, it was the same See, thing when he left OKC, right?
1: Relationships aren't working out that well, and then he's just you know mm-hmm. getting to a sour <clears throat> sour relationship and just leaving it there and dipping. Yeah, to be like I kind of feel
0: like he did that with Russ. In, and and if I remember you know, correctly, City, <clears throat> just
1: how he treated the
0: whole. Organization right. Right. as a whole, right. And uh, I remember correctly, years into the Golden State, like second year in, we're still talking about him and Russ and OKC. You know, so this is I didn't yeah. I didn't even think about it like that, honestly. Yeah, this was completely the exact same as when he left OKC. You know, details were getting released a year later, even though most mostly everybody's already over it. You know, um, that's a good point. I never really thought of.
1: But he wasn't over it. That's why he's always on fake accounts, right? Burners, you know, I'm tweeting mm-hmm. at people and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, there's just something about him. He's just
0: again. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect him in any way. He's like one of the best scorers ever. Um, top three, easily top three scorer ever. I don't want to. I can't put him above Kobe and you know MJ yet, just because of you know accolades and stuff. But as far as like pure scoring. In my opinion, he's already top three. You know, um, just he just has to add to the collection to you know help himself grow. I don't think I don't see him passing those two guys as far as legacy wise. You know, but like as far as like pure skill, he's like seven feet tall and can do all that stuff. You know, it's just yeah. uh, it's just the accolades that are really holding me back. You,
1: I understand. Like if you if you're taking it like if it's a pickup game, you're
0: gonna want. No, I'm taking KD. Yeah, exactly, man. He's yeah, bigger. He
1: can do everything.
0: Yeah, that he can do. But just as far as like all time, you know, legacy yeah. and stuff like that, you can't put him above that, those other top tier guys yet. Um, but um, I think the term, like I said, we 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 act like we um, left for stupid reasons and stuff. But like you know, we don't know the situation. Uh, we don't know how he was treated exactly. You know what I mean. Um, from the outside though as far as me as a Golden State Warrior fan i never i never understood the whole Steph thing with him you know what i mean i never understood that like he recruited you to the team on in, in his mind he he st- stepped back from number 1 to number 2 that, that was clear you know what i mean in, in the in the how they played it was clear that he referred or you know what i mean to KD everyone did just because they wanted to give him that respect. You know what I mean? Make him feel like it isn't just their team. Uh, it was clear that they did that, and they did all they could, in my opinion, to uh, make him feel like it was his home. You know, They wanted it to be, obviously, they wanted this to be a long-term thing. Thinking long-term, I mean, you were talking about this the other day. If KD doesn't get hurt, they're winning the finals You know, last year, so that's three rings for just KD and them. And then if he if he wins again, let's say he signs a two year extension, or you know what I mean, or a yeah, three year. up
1: against the Bucks again, more than likely in that next Finals. Right,
0: right. They run through them again. Right. So like that's four rings, five for Steph. You know, like, man. Potential wise, that's like the biggest what if. I don't know if it's the biggest ever, but in my opinion, it's it's one of the biggest ever. You know what ifs. You know him staying also. The other what if is, like, when, when the, the Warriors rub 3-1 on LeBron, what if they, you know, close the deal? And then this yeah. Durant era never even happens, you know, most likely. He probably goes to Boston more than likely, right? That was that was what he was looking like. It was, like, between the Warriors, Boston, and OKC, from what I remember yeah. correctly. That was, like, the three, you know...
1: We were definitely pushing for him hard.
0: I mean, there I was, mean, wasn't Tom Brady in the meeting for him? Like it was just like city, like Katy,
1: kind of like yeah, it was a big deal, it was a wild summer.
0: Yeah, it there was, was crazy. A lot of, a lot of tampering. Then yo, big time, man. I mean, when when that's happening, you know, those those free agents are, or those big big uh, all stars are free agents. You, it, tampering's yeah. going on the whole season, you know, all season that's going on. Absolutely. If not the year yeah. prior, right? Like. Like, man.
1: I mean, yeah. I think people, people. We all know AD was going to be leaving the Pelicans for the longest time,
0: and I mean, we just kind of figured that, right? We're like, there's like, no way this guy's going to stay in New Orleans. Yeah, for
1: years now, people have just been like, "Yo, come here, come here, come here!" Like, you are you know, throwing out their pitches for him, and right. they finally he bit, and it was
0: like, "Yeah, I'm trying to." But back to the Durant thing, as far as him leaving because of Steph. Because of like him not being able, him feeling not you know um, as loved as cherished as you can say as Steph um, being the one step behind him, obviously that really ate at him and he couldn't handle it. But going to Boston with Kyrie, dude, I think you agree with me. We both just feel like something's off of that situation. Um, at least going to be off. Like we don't think it's going to be all set, perfect, you know, uh, uh, happy. Uh, perfect, you know what I mean. It's not going to be um, Durant on the Warriors, right? I don't think. I think they're going to have issues with all their personalities and stuff. I think that's Kyrie's team, despite the fact that KD's the best player. Kyrie's from Brooklyn. Kyrie's the Brooklyn fan. You know his whole life. He chose Brooklyn. The reason KD's in Brooklyn is because Kyrie chose Brooklyn. You know that's the whole reason KD's there. And you're, I think he set himself up for that same type thing. I think we see Durant leaving, leaving his buddy, uh, despite, uh, let's see how great their friendship is. Obviously, that's going to be the true tale. If they are the true, you know, best friends, like they say, they shouldn't affect their play on the court, but obviously affected him and Steph, the most selfless guy in basketball, you know, one of at least. Mm -hmm. So what are you thinking about him going about going to Brooklyn? I mean, I'm thinking he's somewhat setting himself up mentally, at least for the same type thing.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that case. It just it doesn't feel like it's got the right vibe to it. Right. I just You got two players who are seemingly having similar things like that and coming off of like a, a sour ending at their past team and to think that they can just come together and make it all finally happen together on a new team together like I just Yeah, right. I don't know, and especially in a team like Brooklyn, where it's just like they don't have a good infrastructure as it is as, a, as an organization. And right. I've been in a rut for uh, for many years, it's been now.
0: Years, man. You know. Yeah. The, the last time the they were in. Like an eighth or, or like a seventh. Yeah, like, yeah. The last time, yeah, exactly. It was like Pierce, and that was, still wasn't anything. It's so you know? long. You, you got to go back to like Jason Kidd to think when they were actually relevant. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like early mid 2000s,
0: right? Think They're really competing, right? No one took them seriously when they had the bull, bull crap, big three, big four, uh, Joe Johnson. You know what I mean? No one took that seriously. Um, so it's yeah, um, and when you think about it, Kyrie and Katie, they both left like perfect situations, you know, and perfect. Like the best franchises in in the league right now, you know what I mean. But as far as like front office, coaching staff, players, you leave, you both leave the perfect situation. Just, I don't know, man. The fact that we're talking about it still a year later, almost. Yeah, I think like that's. It's just that's showing. A red flag. That shows, you know. Yeah. But I mean, this guy's a beat writer for the Warriors. He's been writing for him for a long time. I like him a lot. I've I've heard him ever since I've been following the Warriors. He's a name that I've known. So, um, him writing this book, I'm really excited. I haven't obviously been able to read it yet, having it come out yesterday. So I'm uh, I have it ordered. It's going to be in the mail or coming in shortly. Whenever it does come in, we'll have to uh, kind of discuss it a little more. But um, I'm really excited to dive into it and see if what more details I can find about that relationship. Because him being the beat writer, you know, usually those guys have a pretty good relationship with the players. At least usually, you know. They're gonna have, they'll know. Usually, they know what's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear all the details.
1: uh, Any of us as just a fan.
0: Right. Any of us like speculating on the fact or like. You know, uh, getting done, and 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 he's gonna go through. Um, you know the good stuff, going um, the making of it, right? You know the making of the of the dynasty. I don't think it's undone. Glory road. The glory road, man, that was awesome. Like even you can't disagree. Before before Katie came, hopped on the train. You know, um, I do think they needed Katie. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I, um, um, before Katie came on, I think everybody everybody was pretty excited for the Warriors and like. How they played, you know, it was pretty fun. They shot no, threes. I just, it was just when KD and, went like, there, what KD did it just put that that a bad taste. So
1: he was, and that's kind of sired me off from it.
0: Say that again. Sorry, I think I was talking.
1: Uh, I, you know, like the, like you're saying, like I did. I enjoyed watching that Warriors team. I mean, I was definitely rooting for them going back to the couple years when they're really just starting to make that push into that good team there in the playoffs and they had a series
0: against the Spurs I believe it was and the Clippers too I remember that they lost to the Clippers that was the last year they lost before the run the Clippers beat them yeah
1: but you know KD came around and it just kind of changed everything it kind of turned the team into the villains of the league and Right, we needed a new villain, though, I think,
0: right? Like, LeBron just went back to Cleveland, uh, Curry and then It was starting to become Curry in the Warriors anyway, just because they were in the 73 games, you know? It was kind of starting to become them anyway. Um, but that just solidified it, right? We get we had the new villain, right, in the league. But like we like we said, people say that that was terrible for the league, but rating-wise, which runs everything, we talked about that, Um rating wise it helped the league man um people were watching Durant and the Warriors beating up on everybody despite the fact we knew he was going to be in the finals every year um we still tuned in and watched you know we still did and even if we knew what was going to happen and we still put money in their in their pockets you know so for the league it was a good move um obviously him going to Brooklyn uh the Golden State Warriors all being hurt this entire year and the ratings being in the trash um, you remember earlier in the year for my journalism class I wrote a piece about how it's no coincidence the uh, you remember Austin it's no coincidence the uh, ratings are down the same year that the Warriors are down you know I don't think that's exactly a coincidence I think they were really good for basketball and they were really driving those ratings people liked watching them
1: exactly I remember we were touching up on that before and. In- there's, yeah, there's clear correlation you can't deny. And just without without the superstars on the team with the injuries and everything, man, it just really, uh, it felt different this last year. NBA was still exciting, but it did feel a lot different this past year.
0: Different vibe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really
1: felt like, all right, we got a lot of fresh faces in the this is kind of what we're
0: moving towards. No, I liked it at a time, but then again, you can argue the fact that like everyone was so excited. You remember at the beginning of the but year yeah, everyone's they, like, "Oh, it's they, diverse." They, they, you know what I mean? We have no idea who's going to win, which is bull crap. We have 3 teams who we know are going to win. You know what I mean? 3 teams. Yeah. Um maybe 4, but I'm really 3, you know, really 3. Um but uh Yeah. I just Let's, let's move to the um, unmaking part, okay? Sorry to switch gears like that, but let's switch to the unmaking part. I don't think it's over, you know? I think you agree with me on that. The fact that, you know, they still have the best backcourt in history. They still have one of the best coaches um, in the league right now. I don't want to say ever because he still needs to prove himself. I think he kind of did this past year with the group he had. Obviously, they're, they're the worst team in the league. You, you can't expect anything otherwise, but still, the fact that he, at the end of the year, you know, he, he had some guys popping and he had them playing pretty well. We saw them beat a couple of good teams throughout the year. You know, we've seen them beat a couple of high caliber teams. So, um,. As so far as Steve Kerr coaching, I was it was I think that was on the on these a little bit of a speculation side going into this year. Like we were all saying, we're going to see just how good of a coach he really is. But uh, I think he's proven that he is the long term coach of the Warriors. Um, he was able to get these guys to buy into the system. Didn't really translate to the winning side, but, you know, at the end, if you really started watching them like I was, you can tell that they they started playing much better basketball despite trading away a couple of really good players they had on the team. Um, getting Andrew Wiggins, you know, and, and then as far as their front office goes, I don't think you can disagree that it's the best front office in the NBA right now. You know? I can disagree. Okay, you can say Boston, but... Maybe yeah no I'm not saying Spurs no I'm not saying that I anymore. Agree. Uh,
1: cause I agree because and that, when I I just uh, yeah I think they have a slight a slight edge over the
0: Warriors. Maybe Boston, but that's the only team I put above. Mm-hmm. That'd be that's the only team I that I'm like all right, I'm not gonna fight you too for hard. For the most right. part, yeah, I you just know? think just a little bit. And they pull off some sweet moves. Patriots. Ainge yeah he he can pull off some he can Houdini it sometimes yeah for sure so I'm cool with that I'll put Boston w- one. Golden State, too. I'm happy with that. But uh, still, can't. Def- one or two, you know what I mean? It's arguable. You can argue the fact that they're one. And the fact that they were able to, you know, the Wiggins trade, even me, prior to the Wiggins trade, you know, you know me, I was saying anybody but Andrew Wiggins because I just seemed like the writing on the wall was. I think it was Strauss, to be honest with you, man. He was coming out saying, hey, I hope all you Golden State Warriors fans, like a week or so before the trade happened, he came out saying, I hope you guys like Andrew Wiggins, you know? Because it looked like that was the move that was going to have to be made, um, just, just as far as pure fit, what the team needs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and that's what I, I saw a quote on that, and that it really is that they
1: still – they like D'Angelo Russell. It's nothing. It's just
0: – fit." He fits better. He does already, you man. He has that many ball handlers on the team. They don't. They they literally it, – it, it'll hurt the team having another ball-centric guy. So Wiggins is obviously a guy who can play off the ball, um, a guy who can go get you 18 to 20 points usually just off athleticism, you know. Um, and uh, if you put him in the system – I was watching him, man, and I've never been an Andrew Wiggins guy but after watching him a few weeks with the Warriors, obviously you you can't change that much in a week in a few weeks. But I thought he was already taking the right steps as far as his mindset goes. You know, I think it's good for him uh, getting out of Minnesota because in Minnesota you have nothing but high expectations, being that number one pick overall. You know, um, you're at least the second scoring option, if not if not the first scoring option on the team. You know. That's what they really relied on him for. Towns was, you know, their big guy down low to score and get the rebounds. But Wiggins was supposed to be, you know, just their all-out scorer. That's what he can do, right? Um, with all that pressure on him, and I think going to Golden State, he's now arguably the third, the, the fourth guy, you know, on the team as far as scoring, third, fourth, potentially. So, I think that just kind of let him play smooth, you know. what I mean, if they do end up keeping him. Um, also, that's another thing I, I ended up. I wanted to talk about being the front office. You know how good they are, and having no doubt a lottery pick this year. I don't think they'll have anything. You know, higher, lower than like the fifth pick, considering how bad they are. You know, I, I bet they get at least like the the fifth or the third. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I don't. Dude, I, I, I've have always said this is num. It is nearly impossible for the number one to get the number. One. No, it's. They're, I doubt they get the number one, but I bet they get three or four. You know what I mean? Three, four. Yeah. What, no, Which is need. a lottery pick, you know. That's a solid pick in most drafts. This draft, uh, debatable. You know, unless somewhat you of a weak class. You have draft where it's just like last year, where it's like boom, Zion's
1: the dude, number one. You know, you get more drafts like where Boston got really lucky, where you
0: can get a Tatum. A three, right? Yeah. Seems
1: like he might pull out to be one of the best players out of that class even though he wasn't the number one
0: guy. I mean, right now in that class, he is the number one guy. Yeah, I think there's... Coming out, he wasn't. But right now, inevitably, yeah, that turned out. Yeah, that's what out. I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But and, I think... Uh, oh, sorry. Continue your thought. Excuse but, me. yeah, that... Uh, and I've also said this, too. I think they should get a big man with that pick. I think the Warriors? Be, yeah. Like uh, what's his name from? He he was at he was at Memphis. Yeah, I think Wiseman could. Wiseman, yeah, but he had some legal issues. We'll have to see. Um, I'm not sure if that's cleared up yet or. I think Draymond's No, he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be fine to play, but. No, he's absolutely fine. That that was just some bull crap. All right. They
1: can because they think.
0: Yeah, you know. I, yeah I know. Yeah, I know the NCW. I hate, I, yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm, I'm torn, man, what they should do. I think they have a lot of options with that lottery pick and with no, Wiggins. It's hard, dude, because, because, I don't know. I,
1: I, I did like, really think Melo would be, LaMelo would be good. Um, but then I've also seen that some people saying they're not quite as interested in him. Edwards would be a cool pick because he just balls out and scores. So just another cool, like, score. right. Yeah. Nice, but, like, I just think with
0: Draymond getting a little bit Older A little aged um, Man he's just not athletic I anymore th- As man, athletic I think Steph and Clay will play Better as they age Compared to Draymond No they're gonna be Just stay outside And you know They're gonna All their plays are gonna be Perimeter centric You, get, you get and like someone down low You know You do You do need someone down low But I don't know Getting a young guy You know we're trying to win a championship Next two, three years. That's our window. two three three four years, maybe. You know what I mean? With with their age. I say you got a solid four years to win a couple championships with the ages. You know what I mean? Steph's 30, 31. clay's nearing 30. Um, I think they're going to be into their primes. Like I said, maybe into their mid-30s. Um, I don't think they're going to necessarily drop off a cliff after that. But as far as contention, you know, just off of the, them, themselves, I don't see it past, you know, four or five years. So, um so I'm maybe you do go get a pick, but again, that's thinking too long term. You got to think right now, if you, if you really want to, you know, um, capitalize on the talent you have. You already won three. If if you're if you're if you're you know somewhat comfortable with the three, maybe you go get a draft pick, and you're like, okay, he's good now. And when Steph and Clay drop off, we have a guy for the future. But you know, I think. Right now, if I'm them, I trade the lottery pick, honestly. I really do. I don't think anyone in this year's draft is going to be that um, that effective right away compared to another guy. like a, I don't know. I would be thrilled if we traded, um, I don't know, maybe you trade the first-round pick for... I don't know. Maybe you get Andre Drummond, and then you get Cleveland's pick next year or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because then they get two first-round picks this year. They get two guys. I don't know. Or you, or you trade him for, I don't know, if Gobert's have an issue. I don't know. Maybe go get a Gobert. He's an elite defender and shot blocker down low. I don't know, man. You need Or you go get, like, I love Kevin Love. I don't think he's worth a first-round pick, but... I mean, you, you might have to move a Wiggins too. You know, you might have to move a Wiggins in. A, but if you move Wiggins, and the pick. But then that adds up a hole. Then there's a hole at the three spot. Ex- you can, you can. Um, but again, we have Pascal coming off the bench right now, who's already averaging 15, 16 points a game. Yeah, but then you need bench depth. You, you need bench, but you can go get a what a jeff green you can go get a gerald green a a backup guy for him i don't think you, you need one guy and and if you go trade for an elite center or an elite big man like that you don't necessarily need an elite three man you know what i mean if you, if you have two elite guards and an elite big man down low if you if you, if you do have a, a good guard right there um because going forward you know Giannis is a big, is going to be one of the biggest threats he's basically a power forward you, you need a guy who's pretty agile yet big and tall you know what i mean so i'm just throwing names out there right now um i could do much better as far as who they should trade for but i i think they need to flip the pick Possibly Wiggins, let's see how that contract works out. If you, if you flip the pick and the guy you're trading for potentially has a big contract, then you gotta move Wiggins as well, obviously. So it really depends on what you can get for that pick and you gotta analyze and see, you know, is it worth moving all these pieces for this guy or should we keep what we have and just build to the draft? You know, I think they really just have to analyze all their options, but my main point is that I trust them and I think they're gonna make the right moves. That's my main point. As far as 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 what that move is, we'll see. We're going to really have to see how this plays out. It'll be interesting. There's tons of options for them, I think.
1: Yeah, that is the cool thing. They're in a good spot. Yeah. You can't. You
0: almost can't go wrong. You really can't. You really can't. But in a way, you keep thinking that way is setting yourself up to you know shoot yourself in the foot so like you gotta act you gotta you know what I mean but but honestly the situation they're in now it's not, not necessarily the worst one right <laughs> yeah that's uh, for sure Dynasty's back as far as uh, oh yeah I'm gonna call it too right now bearing barring injury I have so much faith in the front office Golden State 2020 2021, if season, obviously, if everything plays out, uh, Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals for Golden State Warriors next year. Barring injury, obviously. Just want to put that out there so it's in writing. Not in writing, but it's on the internet. (laughs) That never goes away. So it's out there. Hear that? So. I say, unless you have anything else to say about that that topic, we pivot to those Jordan Bulls. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, let me get that out. So, this Sunday, April nineteenth. I don't necessarily. Who, do you know who's airing? Is it ESPN? I think it's ESPN. I do not know. ABC, maybe ESPN. Um, but I know it starts this Sunday. It's a 10-part documentary, uh, The Last Dance. So basically, this uh, documentary is going to have to do with Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, uh, their last year with the Bulls. Phil Jackson's last year as the head coach. Uh, prior to the season, Bulls front office uh, released a statement, or, You know, told, told Phil Jackson that uh, he won't be returning next year. This will be his last year as the Bulls head coach. Obviously, Michael Jordan, more than anybody... Um, Really got upset over that, you know. He he felt uh, Phil deserved more, and he said, "I've heard, you know, we have a clip it. I heard it in the uh, intro to the doc playing uh, to the to the commercial. I mean, um, MJ saying, you know, that's his coach, and he's not playing for another coach. So I think that had a huge deal, or had, was a huge factor in him retiring after the after the championship. I think if Phil comes back the following year, so does Michael, um, and you're possibly." back at contention we'll see that obviously that that was an aging roster but possibly you're back at contention you, you never know right um with with those guys even though you did go seven games with you know the pacers and six with the jazz you, you still never know um with with that guy on your team so um what do you uh what do you think man you, you uh excited for this what are your thoughts
1: i need to figure out a way to watch this man honestly <laughs> But it, it, it should be interesting um, I've always been on the MJ side of things
0: yeah right? I know this we have be. discussed that many times
1: I uh, part of it is that how he, and this, this is my understanding just from everything I've watched just because of how our age is and how we weren't there. really able to watch any of yeah. it ourselves yeah I mean, he was playing still a little bit when we were really young, but, you know. I was like, dude, yeah. I don't
0: remember any yeah. of that. People say those years didn't exist, right? <laughs> but my, I, I've definitely been understanding
1: that he took basketball from small market to big market.
0: No, 100, He's, yeah, I'll let you right, finish your point, yeah.
1: it to that Like really into just a joke of a sport to like, ah, hey, basketball's on, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the Bulls are playing, you know? Michael George, let's go look like everybody's going to go get really intrigued. Everybody knows that, you know? Before that, I mean, I can't say exactly, but it was probably something like a, I don't know, they probably were treating it almost like a I don't know, like a almost like a tennis level or something, like where you kind of just know some of the bigger names in the sport, maybe, but it's just like you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You can't basketball, whatever, you know. That to me was one big thing for me, that. I always was like, he really was the dude who put it to that next level. He did, but I I and have one thought on that. Okay, one thought on that because I don't think it was mm-hmm. just. Him, obviously, it was his greatness which did that, right? His play is what made everyone hype out about him. Of course, of course, no, I mean, it was no slight general. to that, but it was, it was. You can't deny. I heard Bob Costas saying this a few weeks ago because he was talking about the documentary himself. on I don't remember which show it was, um, but Bob Costas, um, Hall of Famer broadcaster, you know, uh, he said that the reason Jordan. The reason he believes Jordan—obviously, you can't deny his skill—but the reason he believes he's so worldly renowned as like the best player ever, and like if you even bring it up that he's not, it's like, you know, I mean, you're like breaking the law. You're break. Like he's not the best. You know what I mean? So, the fact, the reason that is because, or the reason that it's like that, uh, he in his prime. It was at the very beginning and the height, you know what I mean, of advertising and of Nike and of these commercials, you know what I mean? It was at the height and the beginning of of Jumpman, Nike, Gatorade. He was the face of all these new hot advertisements. And, and advertisements like this, it was new, you know what I mean? Everything like this, it was new. And he was in his prime with all of this factoring in, like advertisements. Everyone's hyping him up. He's on commercials. He's on magazines, you know what I mean? And seeing him like that, everyone's seeing him so hyped up, he's Jesus in sneakers, you know what I mean? That's what everyone says. Um, And that had a huge factor with it, just everyone always seeing him as the guy, he's the logo brand, you know what I mean? Gatorade, Nike, Jordan, you know what I mean? The league, he brought the league up, that was a huge factor in him. Uh, becoming who he is, and I never thought of it like that. And him saying that just like blew my mind. Like that makes so much sense, you know.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he, that's what I'm saying. He like, that's what it is. Like, it, it's crazy.
0: It makes sense. So, it when basketball
1: changed, like, yeah, it, it all went to that next level, and that's why. I give in, in. You know, I mean, in part. The same thing's true with LeBron. I mean, cameras have been in his face
0: since he was no. Actual... Social media has been LeBron's right. That's 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 his thing. Like Twitter, everything like that. That's been the the talk shows, that stuff. That's been LeBron's bread and butter. Why we love him so much. Obviously, it was his play, but like we've been able also to hype him up. But that's also been one of like the downsides, I think, to LeBron's career because we can we literally watch every dribble of his career now. You know what I mean and criticize. Every dribble of his career, which as back in the day with Jordan playing, you know, you didn't get a chance to watch every single game on TV. You know, y- you missed those games he didn't play so well usually, or, or not usually, but if he did, if he didn't play so well on a Tuesday night in Milwaukee, you know, or in in Indiana, you're not really watching those games, or you're not seeing that so much, you know. So as far as like scrutiny we are able to scrutinize lebron like we never were with him jay so that's why you never really hear the scrutiny with him because we never did we never had the chance to like with technology and everything like that we never had like like if we had a talk show like i say we if we had this going on back in the 90s with jordan and stuff chances are we don't view him exactly the same because we're picking we're, we're pickpointing every little thing he's doing you know uh, maybe maybe we're not though. Maybe just because of who he is and who LeBron is, since he's challenging that, maybe that's why we pick point everything. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's just a great point, I think.
1: No, I I feel where you're going at with it, and I can. It it's true. I mean, you can't deny that. Uh, that is a good point too of how like we do. We do do that to LeBron almost because of how he wants to, like...
0: LeBron did put himself in that realm almost, yeah, you know? Like how,
1: yeah, like, you know? And and that definitely is part of what sparks and has just kept the debate going for so
0: long. I mean, it's been going... I don't think it was a, an official debate, but once he run, won uh, those rings in Miami that's when it was like, all right, we'll start talking about it. You know, we'll start talking about it. And then when he got the one in Cleveland, that's when some people, like myself, was just like, all right, that puts it over it for me, just 3-1 down. You know what I mean? That just puts it over the top. Um, But, yeah, he definitely did put himself into that realm. I mean, me and you were talking about this yesterday too, though. Um, Michael Jordan, different errors and stuff. I think it is disrespectful to him and LeBron to put either of them at that number two slot. Um, In my opinion, it's a 1A, 1B. I think LeBron's the 1A and Jordan is the 1B. But you you can be saying I'm throwing uh, somewhat a little bit of shade at Jordan, but I think an all-around skill level, uh, LeBron's better. But that's, again, I think you need to put them both as as a 1A, 1B um, because I think it's a little disrespectful for both of them. You know, I think they're both at that level. They're almost at the same level. They're different players, but, like, how good they are in their own games, you know, I, I, I put them on on pretty much that same platform you know
1: uh-huh.
0: the fact that you can the fact that you bring up Michael Jordan and now we've been spending five minutes talking about LeBron just is a testament you know what I mean that just is, is it right there <laughs> you can't bring up one guy without bringing up the other guy
1: no it's it, it's gotten
0: to that point for sure which is which is annoying but I'm I'm guilty myself which I, I just did it obviously. Um, but I think we need my on myself. Like I said, I'm guilty of this. We need to start trying to stop comparing them as much. You know, just just appreciating them. I think maybe after we watch this documentary, it's it's just gonna spark more debates. <laughs> that's all that's gonna be talked about. I feel like, especially afterwards. But I don't think you can have the full debate. I'm looking forward to when LeBron hangs it up. Um, then you can have the debate. You know, then you can then you can do that. But. We have been so off. We've just been talking LeBron Jordan. Let's go back to just the last dance, okay? So I'm just going to spit out some facts about it, okay? So 97-98 season, obviously. MJ's last uh, year with the Bulls averages 28 points a game, three assists, six rebounds. Scotty goes for 19, six, and five. Then you got Rodman, just an absolute hoss in the paint, dude. Only five points, three assists, but then he goes and gets five rebounds. I didn't necessarily look at the blocks. I guarantee those blocks are over over a block a game at, at the very least, you know? Um, obviously, a, what, a four-time defensive player. Was he a four-time? No, dude. Two-time, two-time, two-time. Right Only two people have done four-time. That was Hakeem and who was the other guy? Oh, Wallace. Wallace. Sorry, that's so off-fact. But uh Rodman won at least two Defensive Player of the Year's, correct? Was it two? At least, yeah. Okay, it was two, though. Okay. But you can't deny, you know, they had an all-Hall of Fame group around them. All three guys, Hall of Famers. Um, you had Steve Kerr on the bench. You got... uh Robert Ory on the bench, you had, uh, yeah, two times. you know, you just, you just, you, you had an absolute stack team. They were what surprises me, what, what's a little bit of an underrated stat is them going seven, seven games with the Pacers in the conference finals. It's not, it's not often you hear that's, that's one of the pros when you talk about MJ, um, you don't hear him going to game sevens all that often, you know, um, yeah, we don't see him doing that all that often. So we see him going to Game Seven with the Pacers in the Conference Finals. Obviously, he took that over, and they ended up moving on um, and beating the Jazz in six games in the finals. Just a true testament to you know that group, the sixth ring, which which really set him above. You know what I mean? Getting going six for six. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. Um, That's the biggest thing going towards for Jordan's legacy as far as him being the all-time player. That's the biggest factor that goes into it, you know, the 6-for-6. You'll be factoring and people say, you don't need another stat. All I have is 6-for-6, and that's all I need. Fair enough. You know, it's a team sport, though. It's not just a one-on-one game, you know what I mean? So you need a good team, which I just proved he had a great team with him. Um, But I'm really excited to me being obviously me and you not being from that that generation not being able to see him play uh live and not being able to see him play while he was actually playing you know um i think this documentary is going to show us um at least me some stuff that i haven't seen before and i'm excited to really dive in and and see how he was i think it's going to show everybody i think it's gonna be something everybody hasn't seen before i think we're all going to see footage um completely just you know digging up, you know what I mean? Uh from the from the time capsule almost. Uh so I think we're all in for a treat and it's going to be an awesome 10 week, yeah, 10 part doc, I believe, yeah. It's a what? 10 part. Like 10 Like I think there'll be 10 episodes.
1: Interesting. That's yeah. actually that's pretty loaded.
0: I know, right? I didn't think it was going to be but I'm pretty positive you can fact check that, but I'm um, yeah, ten, 10 10 part series. I'm excited to see all the uh just inside of it, right? You know, inside of the dynasty. I've only seen like highlights, the videos, the stories, you know. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a
1: 10 episodes.
0: 10. Cool. Cool. Starts this Sunday. Um, so we'll have that to talk about going forward. We can, uh, try not, I don't want to say break down because everyone's going to be watching it, but we'll talk about it, give our views, um, you know, see if, uh, say if we saw anything new that we didn't know, stuff like that. And maybe, excuse me, who knows, maybe this will change some people's opinion, you know, on Jordan, you know? Mm -hmm. So it'll definitely, uh,
1: lead to some interesting
0: debates. Oh, that's all we're going to hear now. Oh, we're, well, we at least we won't necessarily be debating that factor of it, you know. We really won't be. Yeah. yeah. So, cause that gets that gets old, man. Because that gets repetitive. That gets old. We gotta save that for uh, when it's all said and done, so you can actually have the argument. You know, you need you need all the facts on the table because the, the story's not over yet for LeBron. You know, so you can't you can't even compare it yet. You know, because how can we compare a guy who's done to a guy who's still playing? Cause he's not done. He, we don't know. He, he might win an MVP this year. He might win a championship at, at this year. You know, who knows? We might not even be able to play at all this year, <laughs> you know? So let's, let's let, let's let that play out. And then we can talk about that. Agree. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. So starts Sunday, 10 part. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm going to watch all that. Make sure I record it just in case I want to go back and rewatch it. And then I got, I got the let's see, the Victory Machine coming in on Friday. I'm gonna probably just dive into that as soon as it comes in. And uh, then I'll let you read it, obviously, so we can both share our thoughts on it. Maybe next week, may if not the week after. Um, but with the draft being next week, um, I'm thinking we both are thinking half the show at least next week is. It's gonna be centered on the NFL draft. What do you think, man? Absolutely. Okay, because yeah, I've been waiting on this for a while. Yeah, you're you're more than me, as far as the NFL draft goes. You're more of the buff, so I'll I'll let you get all get all enjoy your the picks out. In
1: general, because I'm just like such a college fan. So. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So I'll let you do your thing. Then get get your stats ready. I don't I don't know if you want to get like a like a mock draft. I'll I'll let you kind of handle that side of it because I'm not even going to make my own mock draft because I can go maybe go I can maybe go 5 picks out, you know, just because of how educated I am, but I'm not going to go 10 15 picks out because then I'll just be BSing it basically after the 7th pick basically. So um, be honest, right? <laughs> but uh I'll let you kind of do your thing with the draft and we'll discuss that. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to discuss probably the most educated subject that i have as far as the draft this year this the quarterbacks you know i'm excited yeah. to kind of dive I, in them the and the whole
1: virtual draft
0: itself is just that too interesting to that too out. yeah i'm i'm a, are you thinking you know, i'm so
1: disappointed i liked what they had going for vegas they had
0: oh the boat and stuff yeah it, yeah it yeah with the water and, that was definitely going to be cool definitely uh uh-huh. But now we get to see Roger Goodell's basement, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, let's see the insides of that man, right? Like or like plan? where, where What's he goes. He
1: wear, like... Yeah,
0: right. So many questions, man. Is everyone so gonna just be in suits at their house, right? Or like? I'm intrigued about how the trades are gonna go. Or are there gonna be less trades? That's because... what I was. That's what I was about to ask you. What do you think as far as like movement? Do you think it's gonna I be?
1: Know, it's, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. There's gonna be some trade.
0: No. Get... Yeah. Yeah. At, Something... at least in the top ten, there's gonna the be, be some moves.
1: Line, like. Somebody's
0: Lions, um, Dolphins, Chargers. Like, like, who knows? Who knows? Someone, they're all in the realm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then we'll see who, who, who uh maybe we'll see a team who we didn't expect be like, Hey, we want a quarterback, you know? Flip up I and trade, you that never know. Very realistic and for the Patriots to move up, exactly. You got like, four solid yeah, quarterbacks. Is on the table. Um so <sighs> I don't know. It could be very interesting. Yeah, I think I think since everyone is at home. Instead of having the whole draft room, you know, in, in your head around you, I think we might see a different draft because we're gonna see the GMs at home by themselves. Yeah. You know? Ultimately they're getting that final so they, they do anyway, but they're gonna be by themselves. They're not gonna have their their guy in their ear saying, No, 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 don't do it. You know what I mean? He he can yeah. be texting him, but he can put that phone down. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to look at that. he isn't he doesn't have him in his ear. So I think we will have Uh, we'll see how these GMs do, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see whether, where their IQ really is (laughs) in some cases, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I think that's going to be it for today's show guys. I'll listen back in next week for the draft. We'll talk MJ's bulls, hopefully a little bit about the victory machine going forward. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be it for today, Austin. Any closing thoughts, man? No, I think we've done a pretty well job at covering everything. We yeah, pat pat yourself it's on the seduced. back, sir. No, it has been pretty uh dead. Well, no sports going on, right? Hmm. Hey, we're close. We're getting there, bae. <sighs> a couple more months, I think. Um, hopefully, no more than a few months. But let's see. Hmm. We'll play. We'll keep playing two K and. Just waiting for these stories to come out every day, right? That's all we got. Oh, yeah, indeed. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Austin and I will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks again.